me? Sorry. Um, do you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry. Episode number two of the Easy English Podcast. 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 So northern. Here we are again. Was exciting, wasn't it? Our first podcast. It's weird that we look into each other's eyes today. Last time we didn't. No, I can't remember how we did it, but it was very rude. Our look out of the window now. <laughs> there's less pressure on this one. Well, there's always pressure, Mitch. No, but I, uh, much less pressure to because we've started it now true so if you listen to number one thank you very much that is yeah it's exciting we got a lot of messages a lot of really really lovely feedback so thank you very much uh we got some questions and yeah a lot of you listened to it so we were really really grateful and happy for it it's a good start isn't it yeah i was actually quite impressed because i didn't really expect people would write in but um i saw how many people have listened and it's really overwhelming and the fact that people have even written in uh, to say how much they enjoyed it and that it sort of filled that 20 minute gap of their life (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a bit still a bit weird that people listen to our talking if you are an English learner, um, or you just want to help support our work, then um, you can become a member of Easy English. If you go to easyenglish.video forward slash memberships, almost forgot it. And um, for 10 euros a month, you can become a podcast member. And in return, we'll give you an interactive transcript for this and our previous episodes. And also you'll get some bonus content, which is essentially our after show, which is us rambling on about other topics. Um, And also if you are a fan of our work on YouTube, you'll get transcripts, audio and video downloads, vocabulary lists, and a worksheet for each and every episode. So go get it. So should we start with our topic of the week, which is also a question? Yeah, topic of the week. Let's go. Topic of the week. So the topic of the week, we want to relate it to um, a nice email we got from someone called Ilaria. They sent us a nice compliment about our podcast. And they actually, instead of asking a question, they wanted to request an episode about job interviews. Easy, how do you feel about job interviews? When was your last job interview? Oh. <laughs> 2017 i think not that right. long not that long ago right. i thought you were gonna say like in the 90s you thought so far in back in the 90s i was a child in the 90s for what job would i when you were a paper paper girl paper boy paper person oh not even in the 90s i think i wasn't a paper girl in the 90s no no i was a child Child labour is not allowed in Germany. I don't know about the UK. <laughs> you could also tell was a paperboy at school because they just like had their head on the desk because they've been riding around the town of Andover at 5am in the morning, chucking papers all over the place. Yeah, I did that too sometimes. Actually, good job, isn't it? But you don't have to interview for a, <laughs> for a paper round. You just have to be ready, willing and 
Um, just I guess, do it. <laughs> yeah, generally fit, I guess. And please don't just put all the newspapers in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that right down the drain. I actually have... Really? A, yeah, one shoulder. Oh, I couldn't do this with my morals. If I look in the mirror, look at me right now, one shoulder is, um, let's say, is like a plane, a flat plane, and the other one is slightly muscular, only slightly. Can you see this? Mm-hmm. I think the left, my left yes. one. That left shoulder has carried the weight of a million daily stars. <laughs> daily star it was? I don't know. I actually used to deliver the Andover advertiser, which okay. is like a really yeah, boring... Yeah, like an ad... Yeah, like only ads. There would be an old woman always <laughs> waiting for me to collect it, so she could um, look at who had died that was younger than her. Go through the obituaries. <laughs> I'm older than you. Oh god. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, most people don't read this kind of things, and anyway, put them in the bin. Um, job interviews. Job interviews. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have an episode um, about what, like, it's kind of like what sentences to use in job interviews. You did True. a really, really funny episode. It's one of my favorites. It's a bit silly, though. It's it- silly, but it's good for preparing for a job interview in UK. So if any of you have that in the future, yeah, um, take a look. I've also not done a job interview for about five years now. And the last one I did, I lied. <gasps> I lied a lot. Oh. There's always the, the, the question about strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Tell us about your biggest strength, Easy. I hate this question so much because it's so so predictable. Yeah, but it's like, what, oh yeah, then you what's have your strength? to find like What did you usually say when someone asks you this? What's your biggest strength? Organization. Okay. And what's your biggest weakness? This is the this is the real question though. Uh being impatient. <laughs> but then you'd always have to find a twist for that. Yeah, yeah, but that's great because it makes me super, super uh, I don't know. Motivated. To, Motivate, yeah, I'm, I'm super quick at that. Yeah, yeah. You'd always, it's always good to say a negative, yeah. but always then twist it. Like say, I'm super lazy, but because I'm lazy, I always find the quickest way to get the job done. Like Steve Jobs, that's what he said, right? I did he. I think he wants to find the laziest people because they find the quickest way to get something done. You know, this, this is, the, these are like the two questions I always remember, strengths and weaknesses. And the other one is like another flip question is, do you find yourself working best on your own or as a team? And you always have to try to tick both yeah, boxes. Yeah, both, obviously. Like I say, yeah, I, I love working as a group. I'm a super big team player. I'm always like, I'm never talking over anyone. I want the whole group to decide. I'm a big democracy advocate. But <laughs> on my own, I can succeed and I can strive to gain and achieve goals without the help of anybody else (laughs) see you can tell i've done many of these job interviews i hate all those questions because the best job interviews are based i mean nowadays it's not an interview it's like you have to hand in a video about yourself that's what i was going to say a creative work basically getting a job is now a two weeks job And before, <laughs> to prepare it before the even for the inter, like it's gotten so much harder now because before when I used to do it you would hand in a CV and then you'd have the interview whereas now the actual application form is as hard as the job interview yeah because you can't just before you just write the same CV and hand it in to every single shop around your area or every single job just of your own achievements but now you have to aim yourself at every single application you do yeah you should definitely know yourself before going into interview because. But they will ask you questions like, where do you see yourself in five years? 
you know, these things of strengths and weaknesses and how your personality fits within the team is such an important thing. But you should just be super honest, I think. It's it's so nice if you really get to know a person and and you're really honest about everything. Well, it's good actually, because I've had some really honest job interviews like on the other side doing being the interviewer. It also showed what people wouldn't fit because they were honest and they were super nice people. And um, it was really good to get to know them, but I knew just they wouldn't be happy also with us. So it's it's really good to have an honest conversation. In the end, you just want to have a really good, positive talk with someone and getting to know someone because that's also kind of the nice thing of it. You want to see um, what person is that and are we going to have a common way or yeah, not? Yeah. But in the end, it should just be interesting anyway for both sides, I think. To be honest, I, with the job interviews I've done, it's been under like a creative guise, like it's been in theatres or recording studios, this kind of thing. So there's it always feels a lot more friendly because you're working with creative people who are in general, a bit, and you're not like, you're not doing anything which is of great importance or security measures or mm. political measures or, I don't know, lots of money being involved. So I can imagine on that end of the scale, it might be, quite intimidating having to wear a suit and all this kind of stuff but generally speaking when you walk it like when you go to a job interview you'll speak to the person at the front desk and they probably will say like sit down in this area do you want a tea do you want a coffee do you want a water and people yeah people forget that it's actually it's not a one-way street job interview like, no, it's not mm. like you are well within your rights to walk away at any point as well and that's like something which I never ever really thought about until I was interviewing other people who they did the interview and I could tell, I could see that they were like, yeah, this isn't for me really. I had um, a series of interviews in marketing agencies and that just showed me that I don't want to work there for sure. It was all about like selling yourself and I hate people that sell themselves. Ugh. <laughs> like um, you, you know that they put on a face and just have their own little story of how they would love to be and just basically play a role and that is not my world so and they expect you to do the same and they actually even probably want you to bullshit a bit but a good bullshitter is a good marketeer isn't it <laughs> god <laughs> yeah never want to though. work in marketing ever no. yeah can i tell you an embarrassing job interview story it's actually not in, uh, an embarrassing interview it's actually an embarrassing job application story okay um when i finished university i wanted to work in a recording studio and we were, I was moving to Brighton and um, the week before I just thought what I'll do is I'll just spam email every single recording studio and so I created a template <laughs> of hi my name is Mitch and I'd really like to work at and then I'd put like underscores where I was supposed to fill in the place and I did this like Aww. to about 20 companies and the one I really wanted to work at um <laughs> wrong name not, not even that. I, was, I just forgot to fill in the. <laughs> it was like, hi, my name is Mitch, and I really want to work at blank, 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 because of your oh. blank, blank, blank. And I really enjoy the <gasps> fact that you blank, 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 blank. Did they ever answer? <laughs> they wrote, they sent it back and they asked if I want to have another go at filling in my own template. <laughs> that is nice, though. Did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the job. You tried it, though? Yeah, I did. I thought that was quite funny, though. I mean, yeah. and that's the difference between probably a corporate job and a creative job. I think they found the funny side to, like, yeah. a desperate 20-year-old. I mean, that they anyway wrote back to you. It's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite good. But yeah, I didn't get it in the end for obvious reasons. Okay, should we move on to our next 
our next segment. Yeah, it's a new segment. Yes, uh, this one is called Expression of the Week. Expression of the Week. Expression of the Week is one that I really wanted to do. I still need a beeper for because I want to stop you when you have like good words, slang words or like slang expressions and I want to stop you and then you explain it to everyone. We'll create an easy buzzer. I need an easy buzzer, yeah. I came to the UK and I learned a lot more slang words and slang expressions and some I introduced into my daily language usage but some not and with some it's like really weird. So I think it's quite nice to have like our like favorite exp- or my favorite expression of the week and we do this this week and it's not even my favorite expression but it's the expression of the week because i don't really get it and i find it very weird to use and that one is bob's your uncle it's a weird one isn't it bob is your uncle bob is your uncle <laughs> yeah it's actually quite good that we do this as well because um the episode that just has just come out is about idioms and specifically strange idioms. And I don't know why I didn't include this one. Maybe because I knew that we'd talk about it. You didn't. I just told you. <laughs> In English, I mean, imagine all languages. There are some really weird, strange idioms which you have no idea the etymology of. I, I know what it means. It, what does it mean? You use it when you really want to say, like, um, confirm that something is how it is. But I don't get it. Why Why Bob's your uncle? Why not um, the postman is your father? <laughs> because, because you kind of, that's what it comes that from. That might probably. not be an idiom. That is, in general, some truth. But isn't this kind of where it comes from? Like, oh, surprise, Bob is your uncle? I actually don't know where, oh no, I do know where it comes from. I look, We looked it up, I think, recently. Should we look it up now, quickly? Yeah, look it up. The etymology of Bob's your uncle, they think, comes from the fact that in the 1800s, there was a prime minister of the UK called Robert Gascoigne Cecile, and he appointed his nephew, uh, James Balfour, as Minister of Ireland. And so for that reason, Bob is a shortened version of Robert, and Bob was his uncle. It has to be like a thing that's like a fact that somebody's like, by the way, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, yeah. Like if I was to teach a child how to tie their shoelaces, I say, and then the one snake goes past the other snake into the rabbit hole. A snake comes out of the other rabbit hole, and then they make a rabbit ear. And that's a cute way of tied your it. shoes. Oh, that's so nice. We should do an episode about how to talk to kids. <laughs> not how to talk to kids but like those those certain idioms and yeah, like the snake, songs the snake going in the rabbit hole the thing that's got a bad ending to the story oh. and then at the end you tie the bow and you and bob's your uncle you've now tied your shoelaces oh yeah you said that yeah bob's your uncle is like a tada like like i say a magician and the lady has been sewn in half bob's your uncle that's so weird because i hear it often and i really really i don't know Maybe I get used to it. It's definitely one, for example, that I will not take into my language, I think, just because I don't feel natural with it. But a lot of other, um, we come to that when we do the category again, a lot of other ones I think I've actively really used and then they just got into my natural usage, which is really nice. Yeah, this one's a bit of a silly one, to be honest, Bob's your uncle. And it's Bob's, don't say Bob is your uncle. Yeah, Bob's. That doesn't sound quite right. Bob's. Bob's. 
bop, bops. And um, you'd kind of, you'd almost do it as all in a kind of patronizing way. If I if I hear someone saying it, it's usually slightly patronizing. Like you didn't know that before, and now I told you a little bit. Yeah. Like if you, it's, it's sort of something quite simple that you're teaching somebody. Okay. So yeah, maybe don't. Maybe if you don't want to be patronizing, don't use Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Okay, we just told you about our expression of the week. Don't use it. <laughs> Don't use Bob's your uncle. And the extended, extended version of Bob's your uncle is Bob's your uncle and Fanny's your aunt. Who was funny then? Um, we looked that up. The for Prime next Minister's time. wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that category. Okay, next topic. Oh, yeah, it's our favorite topic unhelpful advice. Unhelpful advice. We've had a fair few emails and comments um, after our first episode bringing up your accent. People have really um, been impressed, been um, a bit jealous of the fact that you have such an amazing British accent. Hello, hello, ta ra Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and they will, and they, uh, people will ask uh, various kind of degrees of versions of one how do you get it and two um how 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 can i get it yeah and we put this into unhelpful advice because i don't think i have helpful advice on this um did you know you had a british accent no so that's the first thing <laughs> i thought i had a really strong german accent really no no, no. If you think of like, well, people, when I think we of, will know that I'm German. I think. In yeah, the yeah. Well, no, actually, no one ever guessed that I'm. Whenever I got to know people, oh, yeah, some can... people do uh, think though that I'm South African, which is pro, which is great because that means that I'm an English native speaker. But which obviously is like coming from maybe a Dutch descent. I don't know. Do Dutch and German people sound similar to you when they speak English? No. Um... Germans, I always think there's like a hard, like, I always think of Jürgen Klopp. He does like this to his teeth out wide. <laughs> but in Dutch, there was like, there's a stereotype of uh, this, like, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't you, don't you. There's this like weird, like, uh, almost like lispy thing going on. Huh. But I don't know if I have much advice. I think the best advice is always really just to evolve yourself. Surround yourself. Surround yourself, yeah. That's with the, the language everywhere, really. I had... Friends in Britain that I talked to, I watched a lot of British movies and series. Yeah. And I never watched like the dubbed German version or so. That's because important, I guess. That's very important. And I, not even to learn British English, but just because I like the original versions. I always think like, if you can understand that, watch original stuff because it's much better. What would you recommend? Jokes are better and everything is better. What, what would you recommend of the stuff that you watched in order to sort of you know, surround yourself with British accents. Well, I watched Gavin and Stacey probably three or four times the whole series. That's a good one. Which is though, yeah, but you have to say that the accent is like half of it is Welsh, a Welsh accent, not Welsh, but a Welsh accent. And that is very strong. So mm. that's maybe not so easy to learn English. But it's also not very, the, <clears throat> the writing style is really informal British that's English. True. Right? That's Which true. Pretty helps. That does help, and it's very funny. I I can recommend it. It's really really good. Yeah, I listened a lot to British music. Like it's mm. my main source of music is Britain. I would say. 
you've been learning British English, but you, I think you've been mainly learning sort of this Southern Standard British English, right? People call it RP, but I think now they're calling it like Southern Standard. And I heard you recently because you obviously we've you've been like hearing things I've been saying, and you started saying some Northern pronunciations. <laughs> like we were going out one time, and we wanted to take out um, a flask of coffee. And I think if you were doing British Southern Standard, you say flask. Let's go to take a flask of coffee. Be like, let's take a flask. Sound like Liam Gallagher going out for a Sunday stroll. I think it's just a very natural way. It's adapting, really adapting. Yeah. So um, you adapted from films, music, from the people that you talk to. But um, I do have two pieces of advice. The first one I already said in the category before is if you want to be even more natural, like what I really did is like expressions or words that I really liked that I didn't naturally use because obviously you use kind of when you learn a language or when you are like intermediate you always use kind of the same words that you know already but to be like or even if you are in an advanced level but if you want to be supernatural you just want to broaden your vocabulary right you want to have loads and loads of words to use and yeah. you want to do it naturally not just because you think of it but I think to become natural it is quite good to have like some words like, oh I love that word like mint for example, which is like another word for like great or fantastic. Um, I really just thought of it often. I heard it and then I was like, oh yeah, I could use it. And in the beginning, it's obviously quite unnatural to just say it then. <laughs> but then if you use it and use it, it's all usage, isn't it? Everything in human life is like that, really. You get used to everything. And then if you use it more often, then it just naturally pops up in your mind and you just use it. What was my other piece of advice? You have to, yeah, just go out and speak and listen to people. I know it's hard. It's always hard because you are afraid of making mistakes. You're afraid of of sounding stupid or having a strong accent or whatever, but people don't care really. And I have to say in UK, people are quite impressed if you speak their language quite well, because, which is quite nice and modest because... Basically, you know that everybody learns English or yeah, <laughs> nearly everybody. To be honest, I think 50-50, when you speak to someone, you I think, especially in Brighton as well, I find that I'm always speaking to someone whose English isn't their first language. And in general, anyway, British is such like a, a melting pot of so many different languages, so many different accents, dialects anyway, that I actually think you can... Right, pe people do just the dictionary keeps on getting updated constantly with just like slang that people just make up. Yeah. And I almost think you could, as long as you say it with confidence, you can get away with saying something. <laughs> people would, from the way you're saying it, probably understand what you're getting at anyway. Yeah. Maybe next time I have more advice, but yeah, thank you for the nice feedback. It's obviously really nice. And surround yourself with a language, really. This is everything. Listen, 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 watch things. Because I really think it goes like... Um, subconsciously in your mind, really. If you also have some questions for us, it doesn't have to be about the British accent or pronunciations. Um, we have this unhelpful advice section for all kinds of questions. Relationship advice, moving to England advice, um, what other advice? Changing attire advice, that's important. Um, tiny shoelace advice, I gave some of that earlier. <laughs> um, and yeah, any job interview. Next travel next travel we like travel questions and music music questions. we we're like sort of 
edging our way to do a music episode soon. So yeah. ask us some music questions. Yes. That's what I want to hear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And write that. <laughs> It'd be helpful than you where to write. Just write it on a piece of paper and throw it out the window and see if it lands on our desk. Mm. You can actually write it to podcast at easyenglish.video. Yes. And that's it. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.